Hi everybody, welcome to episode 76 of Reality TV and Me. This is my first episode covering Married at First Sight US in New Orleans. And this is uh, this is going to be fun. It's season 11. I did season 10, if you want to go back and listen, um, with Erin Martin on the Pink Shade podcast, and that was great. We are covering episode one and two today. The story begins, and I've never met my fiancé, with Jessica Ann, super fan. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. This is fun. First of all, how are you surviving over there in this storm, this crazy wild ride that we're all in together right now? Oh, my ship is slowly leaking and sinking <sighs> fast. I'm a mm-hmm. teacher, so I have to um, prepare for a school year again online. And oh my God. are going to be heading back next week. And the students will come back September 1st, online only, the first marking period. So it's mm. going to be a fun ride. What do you think of the online teaching? Is it harder, easier? It just throws your plans out the window. I enjoy it much more than teaching face-to-face in the sense of I don't have as many disruptions or distractions. Mm. Because God bless that mute button. <laughs> You're like Andy Cohen in the Atlanta reunion, just muting all of the women individually so they can get a word out. <laughs> Greatest Zoom union. Yeah. You're like, Mikey, shut up, mute. All right, let's keep going. Here we go. <laughs> I definitely oh. I feel like I get my point across a lot better online. Um, and I'm able to engage all levels, all abilities, all styles of learning um, much more appropriately than if I was in a classroom trying to, okay, this group over here, you guys are on your own. Let me bring um, Sally over here and Johnny come over here for small group. Why I got to be in small group? I not- <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having trauma flashbacks to primary school, so... Let's start talking about these couples before I get like cold sweats. <laughs> so for those of you in the US, uh, you can be watching Married at First Sight New Orleans um, on Lifetime on Eastern Time and Pacific Time at 6 p.m. Otherwise, you've got to look up your own times every Wednesday and Married at First Sight Australia every Thursday at 9 and 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time and Pacific Time. So set your DVRs for that one if it's getting a little bit late because Lord knows I'm not up past 10 o'clock these days. I'm getting too old for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> we have five couples and this is different to the Aussie version where it's not legal here in Australia to do a kind of TV reality wedding. Don't ask me why. Um, But this is a legal wedding. So we have got five brave couples, 10 participants getting legally wed. Let's just intro the couples uh, one at a time. Our first couple that we meet, we meet Bennett and Amelia. So Bennett is 28. I love him. He is my favorite. He's, they call him the romantic thespian and he claims to be a freelance writer, theater artist. He drives a pedicab. (laughs) He does it all. He's like this modern renaissance man. And I'd seen photos of him before I'd watched the show and I was like, this guy looks crazy, but he's crazy in a really good way. I agree. I saw the promo and that cringe face when he's at the altar and all you see is the three on one on the unicycle rolling up and I'm thinking, is that the bride? What are you getting into? I mean, I know New Orleans as a city is very eclectic. It's very eccentric, but it's also deeply Southern root. I mean, families and um, locations, things that have been in the, this country for hundreds of years. 
the people of that town are wonderful. The food is amazing. If you ever come visit, we can go. Um, I've been there a few times. Yeah. I'm vaguely familiar, but Bennett. Oh, bless Bennett. I love Bennett. Because it is quite an artistic, from what I've seen on TV, it's quite an artistic musical place, isn't it? Yes, deeply rooted in jazz. Um, yeah. Lots of different music. You have a piano bar. You have um, jazz quartets. You have on the streets uh, performers. Um, it's just a, I mean, it's just really great musical, creative, arts town. I think that's awesome. And I love that they've um, they've decided to cast the season there. So again, different to Australia, um, and they they really focus on matching the couples uh, in a real authentic way and part of that is um they they bring everyone together from the same city so it's not like one person's in melbourne and one person's in sydney and it's just not gonna work because somebody has to uproot their life they keep everyone together in the same city so i think it's really fun that I, we get to kind of at least for me in australia get to see what life in new orleans is like it's one place in america i've always wanted to go so i kind of you know in the times of covid and we don't know when we're going to be able to travel again it's nice to be able to see that at least through my screen what do we think of amelia 27 the driven dreamer (laughs) she's wild as well she is just this kind of hippie dorky kind of gal she rides a penny farthing. She's tightrope walking. She's creative, but she's also a doctor. So an interesting broad. Very interesting. And um, apparently not big on shaving, as we'll learn, when she's <laughs> trying on her wedding gowns. Um, her hair is a choice, not in a bad a way. choice. <laughs> to be really, really politically correct. <laughs> well, ironically, here's the um, uh, a few years ago, New Orleans does a Halloween Mardi Gras parade every year called Crew of Boo. And myself and some of my best friends, we go over every year. And the uh, about four years ago was my first time, but it was their second. And my friend put a birdcage in her hair. She was a gothic Marie Antoinette. It was that style of gothic. That- and she had a beehive in her hair, and I promise you, she had a whole bird cage, a bird in her hair. And, I mean, she was amazing. Amelia, it just looked like Dollar Tree clip-ons. It just, I didn't get what she, I think the, the issue I had with her was I'm not, I wasn't sure what look she was going for with the bird in the hair. Accessories, go for it but I don't understand what that had to do with the wedding. If it was a dove, yeah, I could be down with a dove. Cause... Well, oh my, look at your little doggy. Sorry, everyone, to the listeners, but a little doggy has just popped up on my screen. And that face, oh my God, who is that? Yeah, he's just a big baby. He's He's... He's my boy. He's keeping me he safe and gorgeous. Yeah, thank you. He um, hears me on, he's like a baby. He hears me on the phone or talking and he has to just jump up on the lap. Find you a guy that looks at you like Ollie looks at Jessica, honestly. We could dream of a love like that. He's just resting his head on your bosom, staring up at you. <laughs> He's such a good boy. But um, Amelia and Bennett, I do see the reason why they're matched. Mm-hmm. 100%. And did you not shed a little bitty tear? My cold heart melted a little bit when he presented her with that gift. The little stone? Yeah. I, I quoted her because it was so perfect. She's like, I put a birthday in my hair and he gave me a rock. It's perfect. <laughs> I cackled. I died. I was like, okay, um, yeah, it adds to the nature theme of, I know. Right, yeah. Um, they had um, 
and the talking with the friends and the, the leading up to their wedding, I just kept thinking, this is going to be such a good pair. They're going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like the couple that we're going to be rooting, rooting for. for. And then... And then, because I was with you the whole way. I was like, yes, this works. This is good. And then we walk down the aisle with her and they both, it's like you just saw the moment their hearts fell into their asses. They're just like, oh my God. And she leans over to her mom and she whispers, I've met him before. What is happening? They both look terrified. It's not like a good meeting. I don't know. It looked like a bad meeting. Their faces, unless they were just shocked. I don't, it didn't look good. From what I saw, he... Okay, so after the bridesmaid rolls in on a unicycle, supported by the other <laughs> two bridesmaids, what that had to do with anything, I don't know. And the reactions of Bennett's mother watching that was hysterical i died <laughs> but she walks in and she leans towards her mom and she says i've met him before and you see the realization on his face like oh dude like, yeah and then they she makes it up to the aisle and they're both she is cackling and guffawing <laughs> and like <laughs> She's awkward laughing. She is shitting herself. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'd be like. I'm like, ah, isn't this fun? <laughs> what are the odds? I mean, oh uh, <laughs> and then oh, look at us. He, he starts shifting his index cards and he says, well, obviously I'm going to have to rewrite these on the fly. Um, <sighs> and we don't know why. So my theory is... They met maybe on it. Well, he said at the bachelor party, which, oh my God, that bachelor, bachelorette oh, party. Oh, uh, my God. We'll, we'll have get to there talk about, about that. that. Yeah. But um, Bennett said when he met the other grooms, I've never been on a dating app. So at first I mm -hmm. thought, well, maybe they met maybe a blind date, maybe at the hospital where she works. And she was all about him, like, Lucy on Linus going, oh, you're the greatest guy ever. I want to have 10 babies with you. And when can I call you? And blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I'm out. Maybe it was a, like, could be a setup date or a blind date. Or maybe they just met it. Like I saw a few people suggesting maybe they just met at a party, have mutual friends or something like that. Either way, this looked awkward. And look, we'll just have to wait and see what happens in the next episode, which I cannot wait for. I was like, I was as shooketh as she was. And she was just like grabbing her dress, jaw to the floor, bird nest all over the place. <laughs> Let's get on to the next awkward moment. Uh, we have Karen 30, Miss Reservations. Um, and Miles, 26, one half of the, the bro best friend clan with uh, Woody Woodrow. So he's Mr. Young and Ready. What do we think of Karen? She's very kind of soft-spoken. Her last boyfriend had a child with somebody else while they were together. A fucking a baby. And she had no idea. That shit is fucked up what a piece of shit that is garbage and she is gorgeous how oh, gorgeous mean, she just seems like everything a man would truly want in a wife or in a, in a partner and for mm -hmm. him whoever he is out there i mean just vile foul that's just a dirty dog and what i this is funny but when i first saw it said Miss Reservations, I didn't take it to that definition of um, quiet, introverted. I looked at it as she's high maintenance, high class. I only right. go to restaurants. Like, don't take me to Crystal or Pop. <laughs> Get a reservation at a restaurant. <laughs> I get it. 
like, hubby, are we going to the club tonight at eight? Uh, you know, we have to make reservations for dinner. That's what I thought. And then the more the interview went on, I was like, oh, that kind of reservation. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, well, she does. She is introverted. She is reserved, but she wants someone more extroverted to pull her out of her shell. So we'll see. I mean, I think Miles is still a pretty chill guy. Um, but he, he's young, he's only 26, but they call him Mr. Young and Ready because he's ready for a family. He's ready for a wife and he wants to be a husband. And honestly, I think he seems genuine. He seems really nice. I like him a lot. I love this match. I love this couple. I think Miles is pretty much a great, almost perfect, um, husband for Karen he takes his life history, you know, his father wasn't around, raised by a single mom, you know, dedicated to his job. He seems to have his feet on the ground at his age. Like, this is my time. You know, I'm, I'm done chasing skirts, as we used to say. I'm a woman of a certain age. So he's done <laughs> playing around. And I really think the matchmakers did a good job matching Karen and Miles. But I, but then, but then there's another and then, then on the wedding day, Karen accidentally gets a text. I don't know how this happened. She thinks it maybe was meant to go to one of her bridesmaids, but she finds out who Miles is. She finds out his full name. And she stalks him on Instagram, watches all his videos and decides he's not her type. So she spends the entire day just in an anxious mess. I couldn't believe she still went through it, through with it. What did you think as she was standing at the altar? To me, she looked like she was dead inside. She was so unhappy. I know. And... The thing they kept alluding to her, like when she was trying on her bridal gown, and I think um, at the bachelorette meeting at the bar, she was trying. I think they were trying to kind of make us think she was going to be a runaway bride, that she wasn't mm -hmm. going to show up. Like they just kept pushing that little nugget in our head. So when she stood at the altar facing Miles, and what I like about their wedding ceremonies was that the the minister or the person performing the ceremony said, you know, Miles, Karen's family and friends would like you to know about her. And then, Karen, you know, they kind of introduced each other. I thought that was yes. really sweet. Yeah. I like that a lot. And then Karen just kind of pauses and she gets very upset almost. She's almost sobbing. And uh -huh. she's like, I, 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 I can't. And what... I looked at that as Karen realized, you know, she kept saying all along she wanted a good stand-up guy. She wanted a man that can pull her out of her emotional shell. And from what she described in his Instagram post, that's what she was getting, a man not ashamed mm -hmm. or afraid to express his emotions, which how yeah. many men have we met in our years? Uh uh, honestly, I, as she was saying, he's, he's too emotional. I'm like, where, is, where, where is he? Like, if she don't want him, send him to Australia because that is the man that I'm searching for. <laughs> Give me someone that can express themselves. Honestly. 10 and bring it on. I'll, t I'll, I'll date one. <laughs> he's old enough to be my son. So that would be a little awkward. <laughs> So, but yeah. he's Mr. Young and Ready. <laughs> he is. And he was so sweet. His dad was right with that tissue mm -hmm. in his pocket. He handed it to her, and you could hear the crowd going, oh. Oh. And he's like holding her hands. He's like, I got you. I got you. And I think that was so reaffirming for Karen. Yeah. That he wasn't like, oh, what is wrong with this chick? Oh. Yeah. You know? I loved him and he did, he got, he, he, um, I love the men that get up and introduce themselves to the mother of the bride straight away when they get down to the altar as well. You know, you really see 
uh, you, you can see who's the good guy in the pack and who's just there for the TV from that moment, I think. But Miles was, I mean, I Beautiful. thought they were very sweet together. Um, and they have similar career paths. He says he's got two degrees and he works with kids, but I wasn't sure what his degrees were in. So I guess one must be in childcare. Um, we'll learn more about that, I suppose. Karen, as a bride, her dress was stunning on her. She was stunning. Gorgeous bride. Gore and she is so beautiful. But I just felt like um you know, it's hard. Those were the most awkward wedding photos of all time. She just looked like she wanted to crawl inside herself and die. Like she really was questioning whether or not this was the biggest mistake of her life. And it was all over her face. It's like my mom always said to me, whatever I'm feeling, it's on my face. I cannot hide it. And sorry, girl, but you're the same, Karen. <laughs> She she said something along the lines of, it takes me a long time to be intimate. And I'm thinking, okay, you're taking a picture. You're not like yes. with him. <laughs> like you're, you're just standing very close to another human being in a picture. Mm -hmm. it, but, you know, again, I think she meant like physical affection. And honestly, I kind of get it because I am pretty open um, and I'm affectionate but if someone has a camera on me I am like so stiff it's like I've just like honestly it's like I've suddenly like frozen in time I'm like eh, am I smiling am I doing it right I'm like flaring my nostrils like is this how you smile so I kind of get it but oh, and like she's surrounded by production we always have to remember there's about 10 people holding cameras and booms and all kinds of things around you and they're like kiss kiss <laughs> it must be so awkward and then on top of everything, she's like, I don't think he's my type. So look, it's you're dealing with a lot of emotions. So I I cut her a bit of slack, but yeah, it was it was awkward. I think they're gonna be fine. I think, you know, in another few weeks we're gonna see them adjusting to married life pretty well, I think. Well, let's get to the man of the hour. Let's talk about Brett, he's bad news. But let's start with his his wife, Olivia, thirty, Miss Sugar and Spice. She's sweet. She irks the shit out of me because she's just so nice. And <laughs> and she had like she looks like a chipmunk. Like she looks cute and sweet. And you just like she's like I'm a happy sunshine person. I'm like oh. I'm like the opposite of a happy sunshine person. I'm like a sad, angry pessimist. So I'm like, bitch, please. But she loves cats. He loves cats. So therefore I'm forced to like her. Um, boring but nice is how I would describe her. Yeah. And she even said at the bachelorette party, she was like, I, you know, they always say the nice guys finish last and that's what I want, a nice guy. And she puts her hand up in the air. She goes, I'll take him. And I'm like, honey, no one's trying to give up anybody yet. You haven't even met the guy. And oh, my God. Slow down. You know, calm down. She is super sweet. She really is. She's an absolute doll. She is a neuro ICU nurse. So she deals with, like. Okay. Yeah, she's got her stuff together. She's an RN in the city of New Orleans. Um, she has her cat. She's a cat mom. She does mention that, you know, it was kind of like, um, that on her 30th birthday, she went to the Cat's Meow, which is a karaoke bar in New Orleans on Bourbon Street. Best fun place. I love it. I've been there. It's a great place. And um, she says, it's not a party until I start singing, uh, until I do karaoke for Little Wayne. <laughs> yeah, was not expecting that from, from Miss Sugar and Spice. 
<laughs> Getting down to Lil Wayne. But okay. She has the absolute best opinion or attitude going into this. She wants to find love. And I'm sure you can agree with me when she said, because I want to get married because being the third wheel sucks. Preach, Olivia, preach. But you know what? I have adjusted to single life like if I can fish in the ocean. I don't I would happily never have anyone sleep next to me in bed for the rest of my life. I like sprawl like a fucking starfish and every night I'm like, this is the best! Just rolling from side to side. Got my little cat. He pops in every now and then. Look, I'm I'm sorted. And honestly, I've been I have I have so many couple friends that I am, I'm so used to being the third wheel that if they go on a date without me, I'm like, where was my invite, bitch? (laughs) So I'm probably like, I'm probably like the annoying third wheel. You can hang out with her. You can talk to her. (laughs) So-and-so might come. You can hang out with him. And I'm just like, "Eh." like weddings, going to weddings solo is like I just want somebody to dance the YMCA with and <laughs> yeah dancing dancing's a big one but then my ex didn't dance anyway and it made me rageful so what's she going to do and us quarantining as single independent women is a blessing mm-hmm. i believe i honestly I could not imagine quarantining with my ex-husband. Nope. 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 I would go on a holiday for like three days with my ex and want to stab him in the eye with a rusty fork. Like imagine having to live. (laughs) Imagine having to live with them. Hell no. We are thinking of you. All you married ladies out there. We are thinking for you. (laughs) You know, we get you. We feel you. Brett described as the serial data. I mean, this guy is He's so gross. I do have a little, a small percentage of empathy for him. And I do stress that because he does say he was previously engaged and it didn't work out because she cheated on him. So I'm thinking he might have been bumping around, humping around the last few years before signing up for this. Try and get it out of his system. Yeah, you know, I can can see that. But he needs to calm his farm right now because, well, he's dated 45, dated, in inverted commas, uh, boned, more likely, 45 girls in the last year. Like, are you serious? Hashtag fuckboy. Um... His only redeeming quality is that he's got a little ginger cat and I have a little ginger cat. So, and he was cuddling the cat and all loved up on it. And look, that's good. Be like me. Stay in your king bed alone with your cat and life is made. Like do that for a while until you calm your loins. Boy, have a cold shower. I know. He um, describes himself as a jack of all trades. He starts listing all of these activities he's into, and he likes to cook, and he likes to go outside, and he likes to be inside. He likes to work with his hands, and he says, I'm a jack of all trades, and I yelled at the TV, and a master of none, because you yeah, exactly. bounce around like you're women. You're just a, ugh. And then um, what... At first, and I will say this, I wrote it in my notes. When you first meet him, I was thinking, okay, he he might have some qualities. Like, I didn't see the rest of it yet. And then we get to and the then... No. <sighs> Hell no. First, I'm really surprised he didn't spank the waitress on her butt. Oh. Because I was thinking... Because everything else he did was just as creepy. It was like he winked yeah. at the waitress and he and he does like the the gesture with call his hand me. like, hey, call me. Yeah. And he's Ew. like, oh, she's the best. Because she brought him a beer. No, dude, she wants <laughs> a good tip. <laughs> she doesn't want your tip. <laughs> she, she wants the money. 
Oh my god, he's so gross. And then we get to the bachelor party and he starts flirting with fucking Bennett's sister and asking Bennett if she's single. Are you kidding me? I was like, hell no. Well, at the at the before they go to this house party, which I, you know, why did the women have a hot stripper and the guys had those strippers? They weren't like hot strippers. I mean, no shade to big girl strippers. Speaking of the strippers, did you notice <gasps> Bennett had pissed his pants? Oh my God, no, he didn't. Girl, I hope it was piss. I hope it was piss. Because if there is a shady stain on pants when you're being surrounded by strippers and drag queens, then I'm worried. <laughs> It was, I'm serious. It looked like he just was like, I'm not leaving these women's side. I got to pee. I'm just going to let it fly. He had a, a Miller Lite can in, one, in his hand. He was feeling himself. Mm, he was having the time of his young life. <laughs> first, Brett is being creepy with the waitress. That was the first strike. Then, this, then mm -hmm. he doubles down and he says to the other men, well, uh, of course. She'd be crazy not to be attracted to me because all the men were saying, what if you don't, you're not attracted to her? And he was like, yeah, that's and then right. Woody called him out and said, well, what if she gets down the aisle and she's not attracted to you? And he's like, who wouldn't be attracted to me? She'd have to be crazy not to be attracted to me. Um, dude. You ain't all that. Mm -mm. Every single one of the other boys on this show and I am strongly saying boys because <laughs> the, the men quality needs to come through a little bit more. But every single one of these, uh, these boys is better than fucking Brett in the looks department. And then at the, um, so at the, ba yeah, at the bachelor party, he, um, the, the, the asking Bennett if his sister was single wasn't bad enough. Then Henry my sweet love Henry, I love him. He's sitting on like a bench with two of his girlfriends that were at the party. And he just walks up and he goes, excuse me, scoot over. And she looks up at him like, um, okay. He doesn't even wait for a response. He literally just squeezes himself down <laughs> onto this bench. And they're all just too nice to say anything. But he was, she was so, she could not have been clearer if she had just told him to go fuck himself. She turned her back to him. Like he's talking to her hair and he's just, he would not move. I was like, boy, come on. You're on TV. This is embarrassing. And he says to uh, Henry's and Henry, like one of them looks at Henry and he kind of laughs and whispers. He goes, this guy's horrible. And then the other two and then he uh, Brett asks one of the two girls or both of them. Uh, you guys obviously have good taste. Why don't you mate with him? Why is why is he uh, on this show? I didn't hear him say mate. Uh that's disgusting. Ugh. Oh my god, I just vomited in my mouth. I thought it was bad enough at the when the boys were just sitting at that table when he was winking at the poor bartender. Um, and he goes, normally I'm a consummator. Ew! A consummator? That's not a thing people say. What are you talking about consummating and mating, you fucking animal? You're like a baboon. I'm surprised he doesn't owe like a million in back child support for all the babies he's fathered and ghosted. The way he talks about mating and consummating. Ugh. It was so gross. It was, it was like, when <laughs> did moms, you know, when did this, I guess, human beings start teaching their children, okay, if you really like a girl, you <laughs> send them a dick pic or a titty pic. Just hump her leg until she uh, gives in. <laughs> it's And then what I found interesting was the women were saying, will you kiss your husband at the mm -hmm. altar? And the men were saying, will you you know, 
have sex on the wedding night. Bon, chicka, bow, wow. All four, the good ones, except for, of course, Holy. Brad, were like, uh, that's going to be kind of like a wait and see, or maybe if the vibe is right, but I'm not going to force it. And Brett was like, yeah, you guys are like losers. Like, oh, mm-hmm. of course I'm going to be hitting that on wedding night. And poor, sweet, sweet Olivia. Poor Olivia. Oh, poor Olivia. And she is seems to be there for the right reasons, you know. Um, she's talking to her dad about her beautiful ring from Diamonds Direct, which, girl, girl. <laughs> but it just sounds like, I don't know, like Diamonds Are Us, you know, like some dingy kind of back alley diamond store. But I... <laughs> But she is there for the right reasons. She's happy at the altar. She's even shedding a tear. He has a hanky, which is, again, maybe one of his tiny redeeming qualities. But then he's like, oh, I I hope there's no snot on it or something. Or she says that. Anyway, it's disgusting. And he said his cat's ruined it, so you can keep it, love. I'm just giving him a horrible voice because I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. My initial response is he's disgusting and she's lovely, but they have a lot in common. They both love cats. Um, They both like to stay fit. They both, you know, like kind of home bodies when they're not getting their fitness on. Who knows? Maybe it'll work. I was just going to say when they were, the the grooms were talking about their potential that, you know, New Orleans, the locals really is a small community. And they were saying, all of our friends are already married and whatnot. And then one of them said, how crazy would it be if we get paired up with um, someone we've already met? And Brett was mm-hmm. like, you mean somebody I've already, you know, seen on an app and been matched with or Ugh. I've met before or I've swiped left before. And I want to be Ugh. like, oh, I, you just, yeah, I... Hope Olivia comes through it better and Brett sucks. The end. Brett sucks. This next couple, Amani and Woody, Woody, Woody Woodrow. Amani, honestly, she was, for me, the most beautiful bride of the of all of them. Stunning. She is a 10 out of 10 and she's 29, Miss Cool, Calm and Collected. She's the program officer of a not-for-profit and she's kind of got this uh, very responsible vibe about her because she was taking care of her siblings growing up. But again, tragic story, found out her ex was uh, married. Who are these men? Because they don't, they're afraid to be alone. They can't mm-hmm. make it work with a good woman, so they're going to step out like a dirty dog and and get theirs, and then go back to their wife and kids like they're, you know, so wrong. They're they're off and they're on dating apps. I've seen. I can't tell you how many times I've seen men saying, "Well, I'm married, but I need a playmate." It's like then. Ugh. Take your wife to a sandbox. I mean, you're ridiculous. <laughs> Looking for a playmate. So gross. They're just so gross. Yeah. And they have this thing about, you know, women giving birth to their children and their bodies change and they go through hormone shifts oh. and they act like, you know, they they get the dad gut, they grow gray hair, but the women can't. Yeah, exactly. Um, sorry, we grew a human fucking being for you. You're welcome. And mm-hmm. these men just get this high horse attitude. So my heart broke for Amani because she yeah. wants that family. She wants um, the the family unit, the husband, the children, the good life, having mm-hmm. somebody to, to enjoy life with. And dude's married. It's like, you're disgusting. I just... And Woody, Woody's a breath of fresh air. He's just fun. I really like Woody. I worry a little if he's ready. Uh, Hopefully he's kind of got his fuckboy, partyboy ways out of his system. Because if if you can keep that fun 
flirty attitude but without stepping out, I think he would be good good for Amani because she's very gentle, soft-spoken, responsible, and he's just fun and likes to dance and, you know, he's flirting with her. And I think they could work, but I'm tentative. I think they will work it out. I think they will end up staying together by the end. And what I appreciate about Woody is he admitted my 20s were my, Mm -hmm. you know, my days. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm past that now. I'm ready. And I really, really like that about Woody. And he works with kids. And um, he's a teacher and a coach at a high school. And she works with youth, too, as like a project coordinator, something to that effect. Um, they seem to become very friendly with each other, taking the pictures. Um, they seem to uh, get along really well at their little quiet time just before the reception. So I have a good vibe about yeah. this. I really like them. Yeah, they they had a good chemistry. Um, it's a little bit too charming for me. I'm like, it's a little bit too much of a put on flirty charm here. Like, you've done this before. But, you know, we'll see. I'm chalking that up to nervous anxiety. Like, he was just excited, and he's naturally this exuberant guy, but he knew he had to be serious, but he was trying to keep it in check. Um, But he really seemed to dig Amani, and that's Mm going to be a bonus. And she seemed to be very taken with him. So I think um, so far we're what? I don't know about Amelia and Bennett, but we're three out of four. Yeah, not bad, not bad. And when he had his little dance at the altar, I was like, yes, boy! <laughs> so cute. <laughs> now, our final couple is Christina and Henry. We didn't see them get married, did we? I'm like, feel like I've had a stroke or something. Well, we, yeah, um, we saw the beginning of Amelia and Bennett's wedding. And then Christina and Henry will get married next. Right. Right. That's it. I do not like Christina. Uh Uh-uh. The Princess Bride. She's 30. She's a flight attendant. She's arrogant. Yeah, she comes across really kind of just like a Debbie Downer and angry. And, like, she's too good for the show. I'm like, girl, you applied for the show. I don't like it. I mean, this wasn't like a, a dare that you lost. A yeah. On. You know, you chose to fill out this questionnaire. You chose to go to the <laughs> interviews. You chose to put yourself out there. And she was, did you catch how rude she was to Amelia at the? No, where, oh, at the, at the bachelorette. Yes. Yeah. She's awful. And Amelia's just, like, trying to be, oh, you know, well, why don't you take some food in there if, you know, you just... Because she's saying, oh, I usually I just sit down and have, like, a chat and eat. And Amelia's just trying to be funny. And she's not trying to have a good time at all. Yeah, no, I wasn't into her. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Bachelorette parties, house parties, strippers. That might not be your thing. But, I mean, even Olivia, sweet sugar and spice... She couldn't handle yeah. the stripper, but she went outside, crouched down yeah. at the door, and she kept peeking <laughs> with a smile. Like she didn't want to miss it, but That's she so just didn't, she didn't want his yes. either. But she didn't want to miss his moves either. Um, but yeah, exactly. Look, it's not my thing. I don't love a male stripper. Like I'd much rather be partying with the other the 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 gals and the drag queen at the boys' party. You know. But this wasn't my scene. But if you're there and you're on TV, don't embarrass yourself by being angry in a fucking corner and standing outside alone. Like, have a drink, try and relax, smile. It's You're filming. It's probably only a couple hours. And then go home and you can bitch to your mum about it. Like, calm your farm. I think she's going to be too angry and aggressive for little Henry our boy Henry the reserved gentleman he's a doctor's assistant he's very kind of quiet and gentle I like him a lot he's um he's got pretty low self-esteem because he used to be a little chubby he says but he for me he's like (laughs) he's 
got like this deep sadness that I find very appealing. Probably because I want to take care of him. I don't know. That's probably my own shit. But I really like him and I don't like her for him. I don't like her for him at all. And when she said in the promo that she couldn't even remember my sweet Henry's name. And, and the way she said it, like not even like a nervous giggle, like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I even forgot his yeah. name. I'm so, she was just like, I don't know. I didn't even remember his name. Like I do it's not like Christina and she is going to break my sweet Henry's heart. But I don't uh, understand why they didn't pair Henry with Olivia. Olivia. Mm -hmm. And Christina can have Brett because they deserve each other. Would have been fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Miss, what, mm -hmm. And I don't appreciate them tagging Christina as the princess bride. There is only one princess bride, and that's a movie with Buttercup mm -hmm. and her sweet Wesley. No, ma'am. She is I'm not a princess sweet. bride. She's awful. She's awful. No. I do not like her. Um, not even like, you know, everything from bridal gown shopping to the way she treated the other brides at the bachelorette. Everything was just like, no. She's just rude. She's rude. No, I'm not into her. So what did we say? What's our roundup? We like we we sort of like have hope for Bennett and Amelia. I like them as individual characters, but we're not sure about this whole knowing each other before. If that's a positive or a negative, and it doesn't feel great. We've got Karen. Karen and Miles we like, don't we? Yes, good. We have hope for them. Olivia and Brett, bang bang. There are they're a hard no. Amani and Woody, we have hope for these two. They could be dancing their way into our hearts. And Christina and Henry, mm, that's tough. I think it's going to be an interesting season, though, overall. It's going to be, yeah, I think we've got some good characters, more interesting characters than, than season 10, in my opinion. Season 10, you know, you had Zach and Mindy, you had uh, Katie and Derek, Brandon and Taylor. Oh, God. Um, so I'm glad we we're getting a decent season. I wish the U.S. version would do the same as the Australian with the commitment ceremony and the dinner party. I would love to see them, mm -hmm. like, bouncing off each other, you know, because these five couples are in this experiment together and I don't even think they're going to be living in the same building. I think they're just, cause it looked like really moving to, they were moving in together. Like one of the, like Bennett, you, they can't live in Bennett's place. Cause he has like a tiny house without a bathroom. Um, mm. And <laughs> what did you think about Amelia saying she would prefer her husband to stay home and raise the kids while she worked as a physician. I think, I think she was just kind of trying her feminine, like getting like, like I always do every week, just being like a strong staunch feminist. I don't think she, if things didn't work out that way, I don't think she would worry about it too much. I think she's smart, but I think she was kind of making a point that, that's acceptable to her if that happened. I don't know. That's my view. Because I'm thinking she just finished medical school. She's trying to establish her medical career. She's about to get married. And I can't remember if it was her that said it or Bennett that said it, that dad was the stay-at-home parent and mom was the breadwinner. I think it was Amelia. So that's what she yeah. had modeled for her. So that's what she wants to emulate for her own life. And Bennett seems happy in his little, you know, performing arts, riding around in his ped taxi. He could put a baby carrier <laughs> in the ped taxi, no problem. Yeah, exactly. I have, yeah, I mean, that would be a cute little fam bam, I think. I wouldn't hate, I wouldn't hate them having a, a weird little hippie baby. <laughs> I think um, all of them would be, um, for me, the U.S. version, lack, like they're in it for 10 weeks. 
they don't have a commitment ceremony at all. They don't have like dinner parties. They're, they're not interacting with each other as much as the Australians. And um, in Brett and Olivia's case, I don't think that would help them anyway, but I think Olivia would be able to dip out a lot sooner. And they do get a legal marriage certificate filed in the courthouse right after the wedding. So it is binding whether or not it's consummated. Yeah, that's tough. Well, Brett is a consummator. And on that very dark note, <laughs> thank you, Jessica, for joining me. You're amazing. You're so funny. I loved doing this show with you. And thank you for being such a loyal listener as well. Look, anybody that wants to um, share a review or a five star the show, please do that in your podcast app. It just helps me get more listeners um, and more people can find this podcast of hilarity. <laughs> Jess, do you want to share your socials? Uh, I am on Instagram at Jersey underscore girl underscore in underscore Bama. And on Facebook and Twitter, I am at Jessica Ann with an E, A-N-N-E. And I have just had the best time tonight. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. You've reminded me as well. Um, I, I'm on the socials everywhere, but it's hard to find me because everything's different. I'm trying to streamline, but look, it's difficult. For me, not being tech savvy gal about town. So on Instagram, it's at reality TV and me. My personal Insta is at she's pernicious. And then on Twitter, it's at she's pernicious as well. And on Facebook, back to reality TV and me. But you don't have to remember it. I'll put it all in the show notes. Jess, thank you so much. I will talk to you very soon. Hey.